Welcome to the Jacksonville First Seventh-day Adventist Church Podcast, where we listen, learn, and love together. Our speaker today is Pastor Jonathan Pinato. Well, open your Bibles now to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and we'll be reading a few verses here. The Bible says, Now, brothers, about the times and the seasons, we do not need to write to you. For you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly, or sudden destruction will come upon them. As labor pains on a pregnant woman, they will not escape. Verse 4, but you, brothers, are not in darkness so that this day should surprise you like a thief. With what's been happening in, in society, in our world, I should really say, in our world these, these last few months, these last few weeks, even this last, few, this last week, even these last few days, um, this verse came to mind. And the word that especially um, uh, stuck out at me from this verse is, is found in, in verse 3, where it says, then sudden destruction, that word there, sudden, sudden destruction, that word sudden jumped out at me, it just kept ringing in my ears. The word sudden, it has two meanings, or suddenly, the word suddenly has two meanings. Uh, the first meaning is that it could happen unexpected, unexpectedly, and uh, here the Apostle Paul is saying the coming of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. So one of those aspects is unexpectedly. Has anyone ever been robbed um, at night? Uh, has anyone ever been robbed at night? It happened to us. I remember it happened to us at night. You know, we were going on a camping trip, and we had you know, packed the car full of all our camping gear just the night before. We went to bed, sound asleep, looking forward to waking up. And when we woke up in the morning, everything was gone in the vehicles. Everything was gone in vehicles, and, and I, was, I was a teenager, you know, in those days, and I couldn't believe it, and we didn't hear anything. It just happened unexpectedly, suddenly. We didn't, we didn't realize it was going to happen. Now, every time we go on a trip, I pack the car inside the garage with the garage door closed. That's what I do now. I still do it. <laughs> I, still, I still do it. Oh, I don't want anybody to know, but hear that word there, suddenly. It has two meanings. One, something can happen unexpectedly. We never, we never realized, thought something like that could happen. We lived in the suburbs, right, where it's supposedly safe. But number two, there's another meaning for the word suddenly, and that is marked by abruptness or haste, brought about in a short time, suddenly, in a short time. How suddenly things have changed in our world from one week to the next, from one day to the next. Isn't that right? How suddenly, how rapidly in such a short time things have changed. The economy takes a downturn. I've been reading reports. Uh, this is the worst downturn since 1987. Is that, is, that, is that what I'm reading? Is that what you're reading as well? Since 1987? Does everybody remember that economic collapse in 1987? I was a little kid. I didn't really remember. I just know my parents uh, took advantage <laughs> to purchase a home around that same time because, you know, the things had dropped, and so they, they purchased a home. 1987. Uh, the economy d- takes a downturn. Who would have known the NBA season is suspended? Who would have thought the millions and millions of dollars at stake, it's suspended. Travel uh, is also, if I'm not restricted, if not suspended to certain countries. 
Uh, let me see here. Universities, major centers of, of education have also been shut down. Have any of our children been, been affected by that university shutting down? Uh, even, I think, some schools in certain states, elementary schools, uh, middle schools, high schools here as well. Yeah, here as well. And did that just happen yesterday? Is just, just yesterday. Look at that. Suddenly, just rapidly, just shutting things down. And how it affects everyone, uh, not just the children or the students, but also the workers, financially, economically. Uh, entire countries, Italy, have been shut down. Um, even I read this Disney World yesterday. Disney World decided to, to close its doors, you know, and you know when Disney World shuts its door, you know the end of the world is near. I mean, that's just, you know, they never close, right? I, th- I think they said the last time Disney World closed its doors, I think, was during September 11, 2001, which was a major catastrophic event that took place in our country and in our world. How suddenly things change, how rapidly things can change, and the Bible says that here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Uh, verses 1 through 3, of how quickly things will change at the end of time. Now, things may go back to normal, and, and I hope they do. Um, I don't like uh, living in the midst of the fear and the pandemic that you're going to grab something and potentially die. I don't like living in a state of fear, so I hope things go back to normal. Uh, in China, I'm not sure if anybody's been in contact with China, if things are starting to go back to normal over there or not. But I hope they do. But these events, what has transpired here... I believe, is for our perspective. It's for perspective. It's a glimpse to us of how, there's the word again, suddenly things can change in our world. Of how with our means of communication, with technology, with travel, how small the world is. I think the world is the smallest it's ever been today. It's the most interconnected it's ever been and there's so many benefits that, that, we, that we receive from this interconnectedness and from globalism, but there's also many potential risks involved as well. And so it reminds me of this one quote, and we're going to go here now to your handout. Open your handout there. And uh, when I was speaking with Florida Conference leadership, uh, they cited a phrase from, from the handout that I've just given to you. It's a piece taken from Testimonies to the Church, Volume 9, pages 11 through 18, um, and it's titled The Last Crisis, and see if you can catch what they, what they referenced here. It says, we are living in the time of the end. Now, do you know when, when this was written? She says, we're living in the time of the end. Do you know, do you know when this was written? It must have been the early 1900s. Maybe we can get an exact date on that one, 1901, 1902, somewhere around that, over 120 years ago probably, maybe even more. We are living in the time of the end. The fast-fulfilling signs of the times declare that the coming of Christ is near at hand. The days in which we live are solemn and important. The Spirit of God is gradually but surely being withdrawn from the earth. Plagues and judgments are already falling upon the despisers of the grace of God. Now, that catches me here because that was written back in the early 1900s. And even back then, Ellen White is writing that the plagues and the judgments of God are already falling upon the inhabitants of the earth. And remember, this is prior to World War I. This is prior to World War II. This is prior to the Great Depression of 1929. This is, there was even, if, when you, I don't know if you've read articles, there was a, a, a flu pandemic um, in, in the early 1900s, I think just before World War I, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know how many millions of people died back then. 
What, just after World War I? More people died in that than soldiers. Okay, did you guys hear that? Just after World War I, and more people died in that flu pandemic than soldiers in World War I. Can you imagine? I don't know if you maybe Google that number. You, you, yeah. Yeah, it was worldwide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It continues. There are calamities by land and by sea. There is an unsettled state of society. Alarms of war are portentous. They forecast approaching events of the greatest magnitude. Again, written in the early 1900s, still relevant for our day today. The agencies of evil are combining their forces and consolidating. They are strengthening for the last great crisis. Great changes are soon to take place in our world, and the final movements will be rapid ones. There's that phrase, suddenly, unexpectedly. And as I was speaking with Florida Conference leadership, they cited that phrase. They say, you know, we don't want to be alarmists. We hope things will go back to normal. But I think that what's happening right now should be assigned to us, should give us a perspective of glimpse of how quickly things can change in our world for the worse. And they say, we know it has been told to us that the final movements will be rapid ones. I'll just read a few. I'll just read this page as well. I won't read the entire document. I'll let you do that when you get back home. But let's continue reading. It says, The condition of things in the world shows that troublous times are right upon us. The daily papers are full of indications of a terrible conflict in the near future. Bold robberies are of frequent occurrence. Strikes are common. Thefts and murders are committed on every hand. Men possessed of demons are taking the lives of men, women, and little children. Men have become infatuated with vice, and every species of evil prevails. And further on in this chapter, she'll speak about also uh, the injustices in society and, and the conflict between the rich and the poor. And we hear about that even today, um, that this is all coming, coming to a climax. The enemy has succeeded in perverting justice and in filling men's hearts with a desire for selfish gain. Justice standeth afar off, for truth is falling in the street and equity cannot enter. In the great cities, there are multitudes living in poverty and wretchedness, well-nigh destitute of food, shelter, and clothing, while in the same city are those who have more than the heart could wish, who live luxuriously, spending their money on richly furnished houses, on personal adornment, or worse still, upon the gratification of sensual appetites, upon liquor, tobacco, and other things that destroy the powers of the brain, unbalance the mind, and debase the soul. The cries of starving humanity are coming up before God, while by every species of oppression and extortion, men are piling up colossal fortunes. We'll leave it there. I'll I'll let you read the rest um, at home. Uh, Good Sabbath afternoon reading. Turn your Bibles to Colossians now, Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. And we'll be reading verse 17. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 17. And so as Florida Conference leadership 
shared that phrase with me. You know, they say, these are uncertain times. Uncertain times, you know. Can we trust Wall, Wall Street? Can't trust Wall Street with our wealth, you know. Uh, can we trust the uh, government? I don't know how much we can trust government, how many put our faith in government or even on our health care system or these kinds of things, though. I think they're trying to do the best that they can. But he says, what is it that keeps us together? In verse 17, he says, he, Jesus, is before all things, and in him all things hold together. In whom do all things hold together? In Jesus, in Christ. And so my field secretary, he told me, he says, the economy isn't what holds us together. The government, he says, isn't what holds us together. The medical system isn't what keeps us together. He says, even, even the conference doesn't hold us together. While everything is falling apart, there is only one person who holds us together, and that is Jesus. Jesus holds us together, and it's during these times that we need to trust in him. We referenced Psalm chapter 91 earlier today. I want you to open your Bibles there now to Psalm chapter 91. Psalm 91, and we'll be reading a few verses from here. Psalm chapter 91, we'll start in verse 1. Let me know when you have it. Yes. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadows of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. And that's the, and this, the word here, we're going to come up, that word pestilence actually comes up over and over again in Psalm 91. And it's the same words that is used in reference to the Exodus story when the plagues fell upon Egypt. And we know from the book of Revelation that in the end of time, God's plagues will once again fall on this earth. But God's people will be safe and they will be secure. In fact, we just read it um, in the testimonies to, to the church, volume 9, that God's judgments are already falling on the world. But he will save you from the deadly pestilence. Verse 4, he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. And we sang about that today. His faithfulness will be your shield, protect you from the front, and your rampart, protecting you from behind. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the error that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. Here's another one here in verse 9. Let's jump to verse 9. If you make the most higher dwelling, even the Lord who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you and no disaster will come near your tent. And that word there for disaster in the, in the Hebrew, again, is the same word for pestilence. No plague will come near your tent, your dwelling place, your home. And so I would encourage you to memorize this psalm, to spend time memorizing this. I've memorized this in Spanish. I would recite it to you but, uh, right now, but it's in Spanish. So we'll, do we have an interpreter here? Do we have a gift of tongues? No, we won't, so we'll just skip it for now. But I encourage you to memorize it you know, and repeat it and internalize it. It's a beautiful psalm. I think that, again, these, this is an important for us to prepare, to be ready for the end of time. Um, and, I, and it's spiritually special. And I'm not saying don't be physically prepared, right? I mean, it's good to be physically prepared as well. Blessed are those who have enough toilet paper at this time, right? Because there's a shortage, you know, so it's good to be prepared, you know, not hoarding, but, you know, prepared. 
right? You know, to have our supply not be caught like the ten virgins or the five virgins. Remember the foolish virgins, right? They got caught without, without oil, right? They caught unprepared. So it's good to have our stores if, if, if you need to. That's, that's good. But I think more than anything, spiritual preparation is important. Stay close to Jesus during this time. Let us use this opportunity to come close to Jesus, to continue to trust Him. How about making Jesus our number one priority? How about making God and the things of God a priority for us? How about making church a priority? How about making daily devotionals a priority? Family worship a priority? Prayer a priority? Singing a priority? Forgiveness a priority? The transformation of God's grace a priority? In, in, in moments of financial uncertainty... How about trusting God and investing our money in the only certain place there is? Jesus says, "For store your riches where? In heaven, where a moth does not corrupt, where thieves do not break in and steal. How about being faithful to God in tithe and offerings? Faithfulness to God serving Him. Uh, last week, I believe, I spoke about 40 days about we just finished a week of prayer, and, and how could we continue to implement the things that we learned? And so mark your calendars. What's today? April 14? No, sorry, March 14? How about we mark out 40 days from this point on, or even from last week if you already did it? You know, mark the calendar. I think 40 days ends, uh, if you start it today, 40 days should end uh, April, April 18 or somewhere around there. You know, I'm not sure. You know, but mark your calendars. How about we make these next 40 days a time of special special connection with God. Memorizing Psalm 91. How about we say, that's going to be my goal for these next 40 days. I'm going to memorize Psalm 91, or I'm just going to do something special to draw close to God uh, during this time. I don't know if we'll have church next week or not. I mean, things are changing so fast. Uh, we, don't, we don't know, but I'll keep you posted on that. Um, we'll see how, how, how things go, but we continue to trust God. Not panicking, not being in fear, but preparing, being mindful and trusting in God with everything. This podcast is brought to you by the Jacksonville First Seventh-day Adventist Church. Connect with us on www.jaxsda.org or on Facebook and YouTube. We look forward to sharing more inspiring messages with you.